break. Okay, first of all, uh, is it okay for you to like just tell me a bit about what are the direction of the interview should be? Nanti tak ada lah terkejut sangat dapat you punya call, eh, you punya soalan. Okay, so senang sahaja. Mm-hmm. Good morning. So yes. <laughs> now basically, it's not a interview per se. It's just a conversation. Uh, I like to bring people in who are the two angles. So one angle is from uh, entrepreneurship standpoint. Okay. Can so a lot mm-hmm. of people who are have interesting profiles and journeys. And they've done and restarted a lot of things in their lives, kan? So that's where I saw your profile, and you know, and there's two things, lah. One is this Meraki thing, and the other one is the Sisters of Success. It's like, huh? Apakah ini? That, that, that is something. Huh. <laughs> that is something that I just come up with actually, huh. uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm always a believer in women empowerment. Hmm. Okay, uh, because uh, we started. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before anything, uh, can I like uh, give some introduction about myself? Is it yes. okay? Yes. So yeah. we'll start. <laughs> so with, with these things, I always you can go as far back <laughs> as you want to share your your experience. Your experience, yeah, and how you landed where you are. Okay, um, as you can see inside my profile, Siti Marian Samin, uh, in LinkedIn, possible if anyone want to search for me. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. I graduate as a uh, physics. Uh, I studied physics for my okay. degree, and then uh, in University Malaya. Okay. And then, um, then I continue my master in uh, applied engineering, okay. applied science. So it's considered it's actually it's engineering. So you are from KL? Uh, no, I'm uh, origin from Johor. Okay. Uh, and then, but I stay in KL. I was born in KL and stay in KL uh, for the past like 15 years already. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, okay, coming back to that. Um, during this economy recession, and as you know, uh, based on my experience, my family has gone through economy recession like twice, mm. back in 1998 and back in 2008. So during that time, um, I already see that my father is he is actually a senior manager uh, and also general manager manager in an oil and gas company. Mm. So whenever economy recession hits, uh, this is where I can see like the changes in my family, whereby. Uh, that is where my father got re- VSS, mm. uh, laid off or something like that. And to be honest, when you get laid off at the age of like around 50, it's very hard for you to get a job. So that is where yeah. I see how my mom, my mom, she was forever a housewife. And uh, when this thing hits, uh, when the situation like this hits, my mom took the responsibility and the, the, uh, the, the challenge to open up her own business. So she said that okay, I I I was always uh, I I always been a housewife, mm. and then um and then w- what business can I start? Yeah. So she said that I I only know how to serve my family and also cook. That is the thing that and then go go to school, pick up the kids, and then come back something like that. The normal housewife do, but um but and then she said that. Uh, Nevertheless, we have six siblings, uh, so we have mouth to feed kids. Mm. <laughs> so she she decided to open said uh, open a restaurant business, mm. um, but in our hometown, which is in Johor. So from there, I how can old were you then? Oh, I was very young. It's about twelve. Okay, huh. twelve years old. So you saw this, lah. Yeah? I, huh. I saw. I saw. Huh. <laughs> I saw a lot of things. And, and you were at an age where you're aware of what's going on. Yes, I'm. Mm. I'm already aware because you can see when you have like financial difficulty. So we, we know because I I don't come from a like very rich family. It's mm. like very normal, lah. Because my dad is a uh, what you call it, um, paid. Uh, salary, uh, salary, mm. salaried mm. person, mm. right? So, so, uh, so from the because when you talk about general manager, so the the income is quite high at that time, and he mm. is with the uh, oil, oil and gas, gas company. Mm. He's uh, uh, my father is actually he is uh, engineer, uh, mm. chemical engineer. So, and then when this thing happened, then suddenly when you have like this monthly salary, and then suddenly everything's like cut off. Zero. Yes, mm. and then uh, with the some of the money from the VSS, so my mom decided to. Because at that time, my father, I remember, I'm sorry, that <laughs> uh, he's having like depression already because he, he's come from a kampung boy in uh, mm. in Batu Pahat and then work his ass up, go to uh, go to US to study and something like that, and then landed in the uh, oil and gas industry. So so he was never in a business industry before. Mm. But my mom, on the other hand, uh, our mix of surrounding, my uncle, my auntie, some of them already started to do business. 
So when this thing happened, my mom said that I can only cook. This is the only thing that I can do. So she decided to start a restaurant. Mm. So our first restaurant is at when I was 12 years old. Mm. So I, since I was 12 years old, I already have around uh, in the restaurant. So got got back from school and then take my buku and then uh, on the what I, I I sit on the counter. So I I dah pandai dah you know the the money exchange so I already know how yeah. to do you know. <laughs> Oh, that's good training. Eh? Yeah, so it's very good training, it, yeah. and at the same time, I help around at the restaurant and and take orders and something like that. Mm. So sometimes when not enough stuff, well, I can even masuk belakang basuh pinggan. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I grew up with that kind of environment, and alhamdulillah, uh, my with my mom wisdom, um, because my mom she is a very like survivor. Mm. <laughs> so we managed to uh, mm. open mm. up to three restaurant within wow. 15 years. Wow. Yeah, so I grew up in the restaurant environment since I was very young, hmm. and then the second recession hits uh, at that time I was 19 years old. During I was uh, I got into college. Okay. So since then, uh, I and I know how this situation is, and together when you talk about recession, even the food industry also get affected. Hmm. So and then we, my I'm the fourth child, and we still have another two younger siblings. Um, which is still studying. Mm. So I said to myself, okay lah. So I I just work while I'm studying. So since I was young, I already self finance my own study since my degree. Right. And I managed to finance myself. Uh, I managed What to support myself. Ah, <laughs> huh. since I managed to support myself during my degree without no problem, a bit of hassle and challenge. But there again, without no problem, that's why I decided to continue my deg- uh, my master also. Okay. So all the way self finance. <laughs> So during that time, how I survived, um, at okay, 15 years back, I think yeah, 15 years back, in the university there is no entrepreneurship program. Hmm. Uh, okay. Only those who are in the business industry, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm from physics. Hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine? We are we we don't even touch any entrepreneurship. Uh, how to survive or something? Hmm. The survival kit yeah. in the university we are, have not been taught on that. But luckily, uh, since I already exposed to business since I was young, hmm. so I know how easy it is to make money. So that is where your creativity starts to come out with anything. So I already start my business since I was 20, 21 years old, hmm. and uh, so and then I I started with the online business at that time, Facebook, Facebook what you call it, um, selling things in Facebook, at that time is very new. Okay. Is that is like 15 years ago? Hmm. It was very new. So I already started with all that at that time. There is no do? Facebook ads. Can huh. you imagine? There is no Facebook Facebook ads at that time. Huh. So I already know how to manage to sell things in, on online. What and did you do sell? Things. What was the business? Um, it is actually a fashion apparel. Okay. Uh, whereby I have my own business with my partner, uh, which is a uh, you know silk screen. So we silk do screen. design. Ah, okay, yeah. We do designing. So I silk silk screen ourselves. So okay. we do it at the back of the college or something. Ah. <laughs> so whenever we got order, okay, we do. But it is a small small business yeah. because it, we just a student at that time, and then we start selling food here and there just just to survive. Mm. So during my college years, I already started to learn how to survive on my own mm. without even asking money from my parents. Mm. So that is how I. And then I remember I start a business. I fail. I start a business. I think Meraki is my six or seven business. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I said to myself at that time, maybe because I was still young and I don't have the basic uh, s- business skill, entrepreneurship skill hmm. to do. But somehow uh, I'm thankful that along the years, I I I learn from my real life experience. Hmm. Some people they go for business school, right? Hmm. They learn theoretical. But me on the other hand, I seen it with my first hand. With my, mm. I, I see it in reality how it works. I seen it how I remember my mom. Even though in a restaurant, but my mom is very systematic. She already have this ledger book. So the sales come in, and then what do we spend today? It's a very simple, just a uh, in and out money only. Mm. So from there, I already learn how. These basics lah. How right? the, the basics. Uh, so I try to apply it in my business, and Alhamdulillah uh, uh, is surviving at that time. Surviving, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for me to survive, and um, then it hit me on something. Uh, no matter how good your business is, no matter how great your idea is, the the most vital point in doing business is actually how you marketize and strategize your business. Okay. Meaning your ma- how you market your business, and also how you strategize your business model. 
So this is something that I learned because usually if people go to business school, they will learn this uh, from the lecturer theoretical. Mm. But I learned this through hard way. Mm. That is how ma- most of my business fail <laughs> right. before this because I don't know how to private uh, pivot uh. It, the 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 situation. I don't know how when you know the mm. trending keep on changing. So go through go go through an example of one of those businesses that you started and then that that failed. And what did you learn? <laughs> uh, some of them not fail uh, there is so many lah, so many. <laughs> Go through one. Okay, uh, hmm. one of business is uh, I started with uh, I I sell uh, like I said uh, just the now apparel. the the apparel. Okay. So because I'm very creative, even though I'm in physics, but I l- like to draw. I'm hmm. always on my creative sides hmm. because I have this mild dyslexic, so I don't really like reading. Okay. It's not that I don't really like reading. I cannot uh, concentrate on like, and then I'm I have some mild ADHD when I was young. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I cannot see still that, huh. but somehow my creative part is like working very well. So I doing design a lot. Right. So since I was young, I already started to draw. Mm. And then my friend looked at my drawing and said, "Hey, why don't we do baju with this?" Huh. So that is where we go. And okay, when you want to do something and you are not good at that business yet, so uh, we took time about six months for us to attend a lot of training. Mm. So uh, luckily, at that time, Google already have. <laughs> Mm. So we grew searching who uh, who has these uh, courses on seat screening on how to do uh, our own like heat press right. baju and how everything how to print your own t-shirt, your own t-shirt. Mm. and then uh, nowadays I notice a lot of DIY already yeah. they print t-shirt but back in those days we need to learn and I spend thousand just to learn about all this mm. and during school days at that time for you to spend up to one thousand five to two thousand just to learn mm. additional information or additional experience or skill is actually is quite hard for me lah yeah. because yeah, so where did you get the money from at that point yeah at the same time I, I have a lot of other business oh, other so other I, I jual jual anything okay ah. as I told you when you come to a point that making money is so easy even selling top up also I, I open up so I have like I, I'm in a college so so I have a printer and I have a phone so hmm. I said what can I do with this so I do the photocopy uh, services so people right. will come to my uh, to my room and then they will just like uh, ask me, okay, I need to uh, photocopy this because most of the kedai, sometimes the student, they do the last minute, right? Mm. So pukul 12, pukul 1, baru nak siap and then they need to print out. So mana ada kedai buka at that time? Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is no shop open. <laughs> so, mm. so I started to, uh, print, I for started to print for them mm. and every each one, so I I get the money lah. Mm. And then, uh, and then... I started uh, using that money, uh, kumpul-kumpul. So, attend the class. So, I attend the training for six screen. Right. And I do okay. To acquire ideas and skill, that is one thing. But to manage your business is another thing. Mm. So, uh, this is where I notice how things uh, go. So, I attended a lot of events whenever we already uh, printed out. So, at that time, because... We uh, we don't really have that much money to print like in bulk like mm. for instance one thousand shirt, so we print like two to five only right. <laughs> for each design. Okay, ah, yeah. and so different sizes again. And different sizes again, yeah. ah. but so all one 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 S X S something like that. So after that, uh, so I attended a lot of events. So whenever school have like this, uh, uh what you call it. Event lah, macam you know the college opening mm. or uh, any event like uh, all that. So. So we we take a booth and one of the good thing when you're a student and you want to open a booth, so our price is cheaper compared to the outsiders. Probably, so yeah. for instance, uh, the booth for uh, ten by ten feet, uh, they charge for three days during convocation, right? Yeah, mm. uh, it's about one thousand five. So for student, it's only three hundred. Mm. So uh, I take this opportunity to open up my booth and then we go around all those straight exhibition. We try to set up. So we kumpul kumpul do it and. We, so and then I noticed I've been spending a lot of time waiting at the booth mm. because first of all your brand is still new and no one know about you. Yeah. So that is where it hits me. Like we need to do something. And at that time there is no Facebook marketing ad, so mm. I just post something something from the Facebook. It keep on hitting up to me. Uh, it keep on hit me. How am I gonna reach out to the mass market? Mm. So marketing at that time is so expensive because digital marketing was not the thing. Mm. It, digital marketing is actually is kind of new. Um, so we are not that well exposed about digital marketing at that time, which is 15 years ago. Mm. And then most of the marketing, when you talk about above the line and below the line, is mm. expensive. Mm. Especially when you do want to do advertising, even the signboard, it oh yeah. costs about 200,000, yeah, yeah. something like that. So how I started with my marketing is actually upon recommendation. I asked my friend 
to help me to sell and then I give agent okay I said that if you sell I can give you commission at that time I don't even know that is considered agent commission right so it's we just already, a model la, that uh, it's just it's something so okay hmm. you sell this you sell this I give you cut lah okay you manage to sell one baju it's only like 15 ringgit I give you 3 ringgit huh. oh, for students 3 ringgit is something you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like considered that one daily meal so you can get 3 ringgit so that is how I noticed about that but at that time I was not uh, I don't know the term yet hmm. what what is hmm. all this term and I'm surprised that I've been practicing all this when I was young. Mm. So and then uh, during Yaraya, I paling suka whenever we have festival. For me, during festival time is the the most excited time for me. Cause that is where you t- start to be creative. Jual kuih raya, baju or whatever. You just yeah. go to, and then uh, I can at that time I have this place where by pasar borong, right? So I just buy. So I have mm. like one thousand. Okay, what are the things I want to buy based on my uh, ideas? Okay, so and then I start to sell. So I buy barang. So hmm. I already start trading business at that time. Whereby right. I so don't know and what is, is that. And during the university time? <laughs> yes, all this okay. is during university uh. time. As I told you, I need to survive. <laughs> right. So I already started with all this business model but without me knowing uh. what is the istilah, lah, what is it exactly, what yeah. I'm doing. So uh, what happens after university? So what happens after university? I try to get a job in physics. It's very hard. Mm. <laughs> So at the same time, you know, you got this passion for businesses, mm-hmm. but from a career standpoint, you start still okay, uh, traditional lah uh, in a way. The the career part itself, because when you talk about physics in Malaysia, uh, we are doing research based, and when you talk about research based, is that in Malaysia we are more towards engineering, we are mm. more towards applied. So and then I remember during my degree after I I graduate, so. When I ask for because study physics is very hard <laughs> and especially in UM, so when I apply for job and then they even ask me to sit for another interview, to recognize me as an engineer. Okay, hmm. in overseas, physics is sorry to say ah uh, to the engineers outside, <laughs> for physicists we are supposed to be the, the 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 higher level because we are the one that create the business model for that also uh, create the 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 things like for instance my. My study at that time is polymer electrolyte, electrical vehicle car. Mm. So I already started to study uh, to do research on that 15 years ago. Mm. So uh, when I want to apply for uh, a job, any job, they ask me to sit for another exam just to recognize me as an engineer. Oh, I see. So you are so downgrading me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So You're not even an, as good as an engineer yet. Yeah. Mm. So. No, no. Um, how to say this? We are the brain behind those engineer that prototype. Th- we mm. do the prototype, and then we pass it to the engineer for them to do the mass production, mm. the quality control, all that. But we are the one that do the research for the engineers. Okay. So mm. when they ask us to do this, you are like considering like downgrading us mm. to another level. Mm. So, so I, as I told you, it's very hard. It took me about six months for me to go and find job, and then uh, I said. Uh, and then my lecturer asked me to, uh, okay, how about you help me with my some of the research because they do need some research study because we have grants for the university, and then that is how clever my supervisor is. Oh, uh, you do research first lah for six months, and then oh, how about you convert into your master because you already done it halfway. Mm. So automatically, I took master at that time. Right. <laughs> But uh, uh, alhamdulillah, after my master study, it's easier to get job because. Uh, when you are in a research base, it's actually your line, your direction is actually uh, a researcher, educator, uh, meaning pencaral uh, is the mm. lecturer, or more towards academic. Mm. Because you are more towards that, and the the kilang uh, kilang, and the the what you call it, the factory in Malaysia mostly they only wanted uh, engineers. Right. They don't need the research the base research people because, mm. like for instance, Western Digital, the one in uh, mm. our tu, so. Uh, All the research is done in the parent company, which is back in Germany. Mm. For them, it's just manufacturing, right? Yes. Mm. So that's why I say in Malaysia, uh, they require more engineers compared to the researcher. Mm. So whereby the research, uh, the research-based people, we only need they, they are, their option is only in the academic line. So it's very hard. So that is where I I notice something about my line of study. Uh, I'm not to say this to my dad, ah, uh, but. When when I was young, because my dad is already he he's an engineer, so in his point of view, if you become a physicist, it's very easy for you to penetrate any market. Mm. You can be an engineer, you can be a lecturer, you can be in a lot of other things. Right. But uh, you well, found that, it different. <laughs> well, <life>. that <laughs> after I graduate, it, it doesn't. 
it doesn't right. come out as what we expect. <laughs> right, right. So, so that 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 is how it turns out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, after uh, during my, you know, after my master, uh, it's easier for me to get a job, mm. and I managed to get into Petronas. Okay. Uh, and because of I have like a family traits of all my uncle, my father, all that are uh, Petronas, mm. <laughs> so it's easier for me to go in. Uh, within my first second interview, already managed to get in, so mm. it's very easy. So at that time, I was uh position. They position me. Uh, they put me in a CSR under. Education development mm. and the engineer, engineering. So what I did is I need to create a model for the education kit, mm. uh, like for robotics and then a drone. At that time, drone we do it using Lego. Okay. So uh, we 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 sell this program to school. So I do it. Is w- so we are considered more of the education CSR for Petronas. Mm. So they park us under uh, the mm. Petro Science actually. You know Petro yeah. Science, yeah, yeah, yeah. but actually I there is a research. Uh, so we are the I'm the one that modeling the what you call it the 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 engineering part because at that time we have STEM science technology mm. E M E mathematics mm. engineering and mathematics so we are using that STEM module based on the government initiative so we try to promote the so the you're program. developing the programs lah yeah. education programs for for. Yes, and um, at that time, know. my first program that I did, which is something I consider is as my baby, it is considered the tinkering program. Okay. Tinkering meaning you come up with any ideas, you tinker yourself. Mm. You try to do something, and then suddenly you can using an Arduino board, chip mm. board, so you can do something like you know the uh, the kipas and pusing pusing too. So you can take it into a a time, a clock. You can. So right. you just do an Arduino. So what I did is we do something like this. We try to make. Uh, science easy for people. Mm. So at that time, tinkering part. Yeah, so we have a room. It's a very big room. So you just come in. So we already stand by all the materials for you, mm. like all the chainsaw, not chainsaw lah, <laughs> all the things that you want, like kayu or anything. Mm. So you just build up something mm. using your creativity. Right. So this is called the, the tinkering program. And uh, at that time, when I did my research, it was very famous in uh, France. We, they started in France. So this tinkering, they have like one big museum. It's just for tinkering. Mm. So and then within one year, uh, I I said to myself, I want to do something new because uh, maybe because I'm very like <laughs> go get go uh, go go getter uh, get type of person. Mm. So I said, I tak boleh duduk diam lah because <laughs> I know that I'm needed more outside. There. Right. <laughs> so I decided to uh, get out and then try to find different industry for me to join in. And then, and then I started my business, uh, Meraki. And during my Meraki business, I keep saying to myself because I already done my SWOT analysis. What is my, what is my, uh, uh, what you call it, my strength, my strength. What is my skills, and then what is the opportunity that I can see in the market. And then hmm. based on the experience, coupled with the experience that I had before, so I said to myself, as I told you, business, no matter how good your business, uh, sorry, not how good your product is, your services is, if you don't know how to market it in the mass, in the in the market, right, you still go nowhere. Mm. So I said, okay, how about I started with branding, marketing, and event management because all this is interrelated mm. each other. So when was this? When you set up Meraki? Um, I knew that I want to have this Meraki business seven years ago. That mm. is where I came across during my solo traveling. I like to travel. Mm. At that time, during my college, I had a career. And so I travel a lot. Right. <laughs> I travel uh. to Japan. I travel to a lot of places mm. <laughs> alone. <laughs> and then, um, so I came across this Meraki words. Meraki stands for uh, putting your heart your soul and creativity into creating something great. Okay. So what language is that, Meraki? It's a Greek word. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I, I said to myself, when I first found that, uh, came across that word, I said, Meraki. I want to have a business and I name it Meraki. And that was seven years ago. Mm. And I managed to make the dream become realization. <laughs> I managed to realize, um, yeah, realize uh, the dreams three years back. Okay. So that is where I start in corporate Meraki. Mm. So so now I'm doing that. <laughs> so what is Meraki for people who don't know? Meraki, uh, it is a branding, hmm. marketing and also uh, event management company. Hmm. And uh, a funny story, I, I'm not sure whether this is funny. Hmm. For me, hmm. it's a good story. During NCO, I noticed that there's a lot of uh, business uh, that is uh, having some trouble, right? Because hmm. a lot of business has been kept held. Uh, they, they cannot go out, they cannot open business. But me, hmm. on the other hmm. hand, the second week of MCO, I already start busy. Uh, I am mm. so busy. <laughs> As you know, um, um, event management at that time, 
you cannot do event right so right one now of my business yeah mm. yeah right now and also back in like two months when back when it happened yeah yeah so uh, I got three big events that supposed to held mm. all get cancelled mm. uh, and then I need to refund back all the money so we are expecting like some amount of money because when you talk about event these are one of the major income for my company but all that three gone mm. from uh, March event April and also it's supposed to be uh, early June also mm. everything is cancelled so it's okay so so I was quite down during the MCO because okay uh, I dah tak ada kerja lah but somehow rather uh, as you know people start mm. to freak out and they know that it is high time for them to digitalize their business mm. and Alhamdulillah this is where uh, Meraki uh, and then my people started to, it started like my friend who own a business and they are having some trouble saying that I don't know how to make my business okay how to how to do business because I I have a shop physical shop mm. I don't know how so they haven't digitalized their business yet mm. so they called me just to ask for consultation just to ask my opinion mm. so I talked to them I talked to them oh okay okay, okay something mm. like that and I said to them how about you okay when you talk about branding and marketing branding falls under not just logo a lot of people when they talk about branding it's all logo no actually in my company what we do is branding we see how to strategize your business we brand it how to get known to the market and part of it is digital marketing part of it is to digitalize your business meaning create a website for you if you have product create an e-commerce base for you mm. so and then we market it mm. so i give him uh, my experience and expertise and, and some of the uh, advice that i can offer to him my services and that is where it started to hit me this is the time for me to really reach out to all mm. these business owners right. And Alhamdulillah, yeah, I've been busy since then. Even okay. for Raya, second day of Raya, already start like busy on my phone yeah. <laughs> and do something. Yeah. So what? So what are the services then that you would do to help traditional companies? Like, if you like to go okay. online and be digital. Yeah, it's more like as you said just mm. now. Uh, I will look through. Uh, okay, most of the traditional business they already have Facebook. Mm. So uh, and then some of them they are not aware about uh, the power of Facebook ads. Mm. The power because you can reach out to more people because we in Facebook you have this al- algorithm. Mm. Even though you have like twenty thousand followers, but actually only seven to ten percent of your followers that can reach out to your posts. Mm. That can see your posts. That can see your posts. Mm. Yes, apparently. So you still need to put some money in order for you to boost your post mm. or do some ads so that you can reach out to more so this is why I will teach them how to and then some of them they have uh, Facebook so they sell things because they are like small business owner right mm. so they they uh, they they like home home based uh, product home cooked product so what they do is they just post it in their personal website uh, sorry mm. personal page mm. so I ask them to make it more the direction for them is to make it more professional so that people know you are not like a chikai-chikai type of business, huh. you know, the small, small. Actually, you can put your standard out there. Right. So even though you say that, oh, I just buat kerja belakang rumah at dapur, masak-masak huh. whenever I have order. No. When you say that you want to do business, the first thing you need to do is you need to see yourself as a business owner and mm. a professional business owner. Mm. So I said to him, uh, if you don't have budget to create uh, her or him, right? My, uh, if you don't have the budget to create a website, because website now is about three thousand minimum for you to do, so you can start with a Facebook uh, business page. Mm. So some of these also they don't know how to do it. Yeah. So I teach all these machikia, machikia, and something yeah. like that. So, so right now, how do you do that? Hmm? How do you how do you help people out right now? Now that you cannot meet them. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Okay, usually what I do is we already started with Zoom. Such mm. uh, we already know about all these webex, Zoom, mm. and everything. Okay, first thing first is actually is how to change the mindset. To reach out to them for me is no problem. I have no problem to reach out to them. But one of the hardest thing for me is actually how to change their mindset. Mm. So in order for me to change their mindset, it's actually for me to uh, we call and ask her what is exactly her vision or his vision on the business itself. Mm. So you want to be the best home cook uh, meal in Malaysia. So you always need to have that kind of high vision. From there, I can we go backwards. Okay, in order for you to do this, what are the things that you required? Mm. So that is where I started to get them to understand about the branding and marketing, mm. the the power of branding and marketing in a business. Mm. 
because I told them and I also told them that I've done business before and I know if you don't really know how to marketize your business in the market, it's very hard for you to reach out to them. Yeah. So uh, we backtrack lah, backtrack, backtrack. Mm. So t- once they understand, easy, kasih quotation. <laughs> Okay. Then what do you do? <laughs> then after uh. the quotation, that is where the money comes in and everything. So we started. Okay, if you have the money, okay, we do website. So usually during the website development, it will take me about uh, two weeks to one month. Mm. It depends on how hard the the website mm. is, and sometimes for them to write down about their business, also they have trouble. Yeah, it's like their business nature. They don't they don't really have this like clarity mm. in how they want their business to be because they say that actually akakni just what. My mind je macam mm. just for free time because yeah. MCO not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I say, kakak nak buat business ke tak? Kalau kakak tak nak buat business, kakak duduk diam-diam. I cakap macam itu. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very straightforward because mm. uh, for me, business is actually is a principle. You need to have a very strong principle in order for you to be in the business mm. industry. You either do it or you don't lah. Yes. Mm. And then the risk is always there. Uh, I always say the risk is always there. When you talk about business, I fail in my other business like how many times. Mm. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> and then um, the resilience is very important. Mm. So I keep on saying to people uh, lately because I've been having a lot of interview session and also panelists, uh, uh, invited as panelists. I said that now is no longer survivor the fittest. Last time, the traditional way of doing business, even though during economy recession, if you still have like enough money to support your business, then you can still survive in during the uh, economy recession, right? Mm. But now, it's actually the survivor, the quittest, mm. or the, f- the fastest lah. So whoever managed to digitalize their business during the, the recession, and they managed to survive and start to gain traction from people, they are the one that can survive in this mm. industry. Mm. Uh, so so these are the things that I said to, to you just now, that the mindset need to be corrected when you want to talk to the business mm. owner. So from your own capability, from the business lah, from Meraki standpoint. So obviously this is this a, you know, migrating traditional companies into digital. Is this something that's fairly new even for you guys to do, or have you been doing this when you started the business three oh years I ago? I already know about this. Uh, mm. I already started this uh, at that time. I already have this vision of Meraki, um, our strong core value because uh, <laughs> I don't know how you, I'm 31 years old right mm. now. So uh, we already started with all this digital and gadget since we were young. Mm. So some of us, uh, so in terms of the, and then coupled with my experience in uh, physics, so I already started with all this coding, mm. you know, all that. I, I already started. So my my what you call passion in technology is very high. Right, right. <laughs> so, so I, re- I already lah, know. I already mm. know that Meraki part of the Meraki uh, thing is actually to g- digitalize people to help people how to make their business uh, go moving towards technology mm. in line with the technology. Mm. Because if not, you'll be fall back. Mm. You can ketinggalan lah. Yeah. So so these are the things that I already know. Uh, and then at that time, I thought of starting Meraki because in order for you to ketuk into around to knock on business owner door saying that I'm a business consultant, you need my help. Who d- you are nobody at that time. People yeah. will not know you, and then people will never give you muka. You know they don't give you the yeah. chance to do it. If I knock on Maybank door, you think they will entertain me? <laughs> so something like that. Unless you want to open an account, <laughs> la, yeah, you open, let you in lah. Yeah. yeah. So. For at that time, I said to myself, branding and marketing, maybe I put on hold first mm. during my three years before that. Mm. So I start, I try to penetrate the market using event management. Okay. So that is where, if you can see in my LinkedIn, I started with events. Right. Because for me, in order for me to gain trust with a company, you started as an event management company. You said that I can do event for you. Like for instance, you want to do launching for this new co-working space. I can do the event mm. for you. And at that time, already incorporate all this digital marketing. Mm. So I already know, like, you need to promote it in, uh, in Facebook. You need to promote it in all the digital media platform. You mm. need to hear and there. It's mm. already incorporate. When you talk about event management, people thought it's just a conventional way. Uh, pergi jumpa supplier uh, ataupun event ke apa semua, okay, ambil catering. Uh, no. In my mm. standpoint, I already know how to digitalize it already, mm. even though in event. So but I'm surprised. That's not something yang that's typical for customers to think about when they run an event. Surely, you know, even two, three years ago, when you do run your own events, you know, to push it out there, you would have thought, yeah, of course you'll do it on all channels, including digital mm-hmm. channels, right? So, yeah. but what you're saying is almost like 
not quite. Some people still think it's. Yeah, some people uh, still take it because you come from the GRC and most of uh, somehow my business uh, client, my my mm. client, client base mostly are startup. Mm. So uh, most of it is still. Or new companies lah. Mostly eh, because as I told you, for mm. a new company for me to penetrate the big industry is very hard. Yeah. Because I have a lot of competitors which are more experienced and more established than mm. Meraki. Mm. So. I start with a small, uh, a small SME and medium, mm. small and medium scale first. So uh, that that is how I plan myself. As I told you, in business, your business model is the most important mm. thing. So let's go back to that a little bit in mm. terms of your own customer, right? So mm. so who are they, and and how did you start? You know, who how did you start knocking doors on finding SME customers and which uh, types of industries? Okay, uh, I I don't know. Somehow, uh, as I told you, I digital uh, I marketize myself. And and somehow the words is very important. When, when you, you say I mark you market yourself, yeah. What do you, what do you mean? So when I market myself, I already know whom I want to target mm. because as I told you, uh, it's very hard for me to compete with the other big agencies, right? Marketing agencies. So I already know back in my mind that I want to help the startup. Okay. Because I know how hard it is for me to mm. start a business, and at that time I know how important branding and marketing mm. it is. And when you say startup, what kind of startup? Technology based, uh, it, 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 uh, it is or just somebody starting a new company. Yeah, start starting a new company. Okay, mm. <laughs> okay. I have this one habit that I like to talk. As you know, <laughs> you can see me being oh, talking non-stop. Oh, it's good on this program, <laughs> you know. Keep going. Um, mm. uh, I when I first started, uh, when I first started Meraki, I I know six months before I start Meraki, I already go out and do business networking. Mm. I already go out and say hi to everyone that I know. And uh, somehow, rather, I don't know whether this is something. I think one of my core value and core strength in meeting people is that when I listen to someone talking or business owner, even though they don't even have the intention to do business, when I talk to them, I can see right through them that what exactly they want. So, for instance, he is actually working with. For instance, I talk to you, right? Hmm. Ryan. So you, I listen to what you talk, and then I was try to hit something. So do you have any uh, planning to open up your own business before you retire? Hmm. So these are the question. Hmm. So I get answer by questioning them. Hmm. So this is how I manage to correct, correct. So right. I noticed that by doing all this correct, correct, right? Hmm. This and then I said, oh, uh, if you have like, for instance, you want to do business and you need help, you can just reach out to me. Mm. I can help you to do a uh, business uh, proposal. Mm. So during my college years, I already started doing business proposal for businesses. Okay. That is my another part time, not to say part time lah, something like freelance base. Huh. So during my young years, I already know how to ask for credit fund. Mm. At that time, I was just 24 years old. I already start do uh, business model for um, sorry business proposal for my cousins, my my uncles, mm. my relative, for my friend who wanted to start business. So I already started that and how so to apply for all kinds of different. Yes, so I already know mm. how it is and Alhamdulillah during these years I was also been invited to be the judge for business pitching, mm. especially in universities. Uh, Uni Razak last time, uh, and then Mihas during Mihas there is a business pitching competition. Mm. So I was invited to be part of the judge. So in terms of doing this, I know exactly what are the the judges, the people, and then for Mara also last time I went to Mara, no, not Mara, I think Selangor somewhere in Selangor. They are the one that give grant to to business owner. So I already talked to them. I already sit down to them uh, with them. What are the things that you actually want? In mm. when you looking at mm. people's proposal, so from there I already know already. Mm. So when I talk to people, I I try to uh, uh, what you call it, try to see to what are the la, what try to understand and mm. then try to know what is the secret. And I managed to convert a lot of them from working as a working people like for instance they are they are doing they have like this paid job, and then some of them already started business already. Mm. That's because of that vital point when they meet me and I ask them exactly what they want in life. And mm. I say to them, if you want to do business, you you can do business. Okay, when you see uh, you say uh, you want to do business, oh, after I retired, and do you know how hard business is? My dad already, uh, my dad considered retired lah, fifty something, mm. started a business, and the first shop, second shop, fail, open, close, open, close, something like that. 
So you need to start now in order for you to know that by your when you are retired, you already have a stable business. Mm. So these are the things that I change the business owner mindset. Right. So that that is how I manage mm. to gain traction with all these people. Mm. And until now, some of them are still in contact with me, and I still helping them with their business modeling. Okay. Okay. So the the saddest part is because I'm I'm young. When you talk about when you are young. <laughs> It's very hard for them to have like this kind of respect uh, mm. I, because they say or that trust you even, the yeah. trust because to them you are just tahun jagung right mm. you're still young but oh uh, lama tak dengar that term ah yes. uh, so it's very hard because this this is the the things that mm. I notice mm. so uh, so my future planning also I'm intended to do my PhD in business mm. because to I get like some of the theory lah since you've been learning. Uh, from real life not to get some of the theory because i'm actually um are uh, during my all these years after i helping a few business owner i wanted to come up with my own incubator program mm. for business owner so mm. based on the experience and the consultation that i done for the business mm. uh, startup so these are the research that i want to do incorporate with the people are still talking about ir 4.0 but actually now it's already ir 6.0 <laughs> So <laughs> I need to like be more ahead than a lot of mm. people, and um, yeah. So and then I remember last year I received an entrepreneurship award, Woman mm. in Entrepreneurship Award. So I was on stage receiving the the plaque, and then and then we took pictures with uh, some of them. Side by side is all doctor, doctor, professor, doctor, datin, datuk, and something like that, you know. Uh. And then Siti Mariam, so it's like datuk. <laughs> so I look around. <laughs> You need to oh have some God. title in front. <laughs> uh. So it's like uh, I need to do something about this. So uh, these are the the future plan that I want to do. So back to your observation of people eh, about entrepreneurs, kan? What do you think? Kan? Is there a is there a business person in everybody, or actually some people are born to do it and some people are just well salary workers? I'm very happy you asked me this question because uh, recently I wrote it in. Um, in my LinkedIn, hmm. saying that this has been a debate for the past decades. That during I I think dulu entrepreneurship term is not there. They just uh, see you as a business hmm. businessman, business right? Hmm. I think just lately about 10 years ago, then this entrepreneurship term keep on booming here and there. Become entrepreneur something. Like. So uh, there is a debate about it about a decade ago. That are you born to be an entrepreneur hmm. or you are made to be an entrepreneur? Uh, my based on my experience as I told you that's why I talk about my mom's story just now mm. she was never a business uh, woman she never worked in a corporate company so she don't know the 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 basic knowledge of actually doing business and um, but she already have this kind of um, interest or passion that she want to make money on her own mm. so I can see actually it's all depend on your one from your what you want mm. your desire and your passion that is how you turn it into something to make it a reality so my mom was not born to be a business woman or not born to 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 yeah to have her own company mm. she know nothing about having SSM or registration so she doesn't know but what she knew is she need to do something in order to survive and put food on the table mm. So the surviving kid is actually is a very important uh, is a very important drive for you to start your own business. So she was not born to be a business, but she turned herself. Mm. It, the situation forced herself to become to a become one. Mm. And how I uh, how you retain or how you your resilient in doing business because sometimes you're doing business will be up and down. Yeah. You you go you you have a good income and then suddenly one month you have nothing. Yeah. So so. That is where your passion comes in. If you are very passionate about doing business, you can survive through all, all the challenges and hurdles along mm. the along the journey. And that is how I see my mom open close business. Kena tipu dengan orang, kena ni mm. everything sampai pernah kena uh, until one time tu. All uh, we remember that we been cheated by someone that we trusted. When we go for a vacation, the whole family vacation. When we come back, we open up. Uh, we try to connect, uh, contact the the guy that's supposed to take care of our shop, and then didn't uh, for the past two three days. So we go back, and then my mom already has this instinct, yeah, bad feeling. 
we angkat the bel- balcony what is it called the, shutter, the, the, huh. the the shutter and we see all our stuff inside the the kedai all gone the borong semua yes. <laughs> yeah so so these are the situation but but just you, you, you learn lah and then i was still very young at that time can you imagine i was just 16 years old when this hmm. thing happened So I can see how my mom like really terduduk dekat tikar semayang, you know, because uh, this thing like suddenly happen, you have a business and suddenly you don't have. Yeah, <laughs> All yeah. the things is like gone. <laughs> and that guy like really, we don't know where he went. Uh, but we managed to get him lah because dia pun tipu orang dekat Genting Highland. So uh, dia kena lagi teruk lah padan muka. <laughs> so yeah. So so in terms of doing business, there always risk and you never know what will happen. So that is where I see based on my family, Hmm. experience that is how that is how had me uh, come up with a business model which is economy proof <laughs> economy recession proof hmm. <laughs> and then uh, sustainable financially sustainable something like that it's all because of what had happened to my family so do you think if if your dad wasn't uh, didn't lose his job mm-hmm. and then your mom didn't go into business do you think you would have become an entrepreneur Oh, that is a very hard question. Oh, hmm. come to think of it, ah. Huh? <laughs> Or do you think that you know, I if maybe maybe, if let's say you didn't see it from your mom. Okay, I I I, I better hmm. uh, okay. I think is it okay for me to talk this about this story? Okay. Of course. Yeah. I I think I I like doing business since I was young because at that time I remember when I was seven eight years. Uh, we have this hamster. <laughs> okay. So, you, one thing about hamster, they are rodent, right? And they really like to make babies. <laughs> so, I have this small pet because it's cute and everything. So, uh, it started like as a one small, uh, you know, hamster house. And then, because they really like to make babies within a month. And then suddenly, we need to tambah, tambah, tambah. So, the hamster house has become like a, uh, I don't know, like a mansion. Tambah sini, tambah sana. Because they keep on... Expanding <laughs> lah the family, <laughs> ha. so you need the space. So I said to myself, what can I do with this? Because it's too much. At that time, I was very young. I was just how many? At that time, it's eight, nine years old. Mm. So I said to myself, okay lah. I don't know what to do. So because it's too much, and then uh, my mom keep on busying, and I'm the one that gonna commas most of that, most of the shit and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. I said I cannot also t- I cannot also handle. So I have this kotak tissue. I put the hamster in the kotak tissue. I bawa pergi sekolah. Okay. I go to the school. And then I think, eh, comel tak? Cute tak? Eh, comel ni, comel ni. So, like, it's so cute. Oh my God. So, uh, murah je, RM5. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, okay, dia bawa. Uh, lepas tu kan. Uh, and then the best part is, people, because we, I know very well that people like cute things, especially hmm. women. <laughs> so, I managed to sell it like like hot hot cake, you know, during college. I just bring using kotak tissue only. Hmm. <laughs> so, and then, pandai-pandai lah. Like, after I judge you, well, I don't know what <laughs> And then some of them bring back the kotak tissue. Then my mom tak kasih air bela lah. <laughs> so no no refund. I can take back but no refund. Your five ringgit cannot cannot give back already. <laughs> so uh. okay lah. So when I was young, I already started uh. that one. So so I, maybe I, it's already built in, kan? It's already built in. Um, maybe the passion is there hmm. already. And uh. circumstances will then push you to pursue it lah. Yeah, I I think so. So that's why uh. I said this has been a debate since hmm. for for a decade. But on the flip side, yeah. on the flip side, have you ever met people who mm-hmm. tell you, okay, I want to do this business and all that, and then you instinctively say, actually, yeah, maybe business running a business is not right for you, lah. Oh, many, hmm. many. I'm sorry, hmm. many times. Ah, okay. To be honest, yes. Um, especially is how I look at that person. Uh, you know, there is a term called fickle-minded hmm. people. For me, for doing business, I try to avoid fickle-minded people. Hmm. Fickle-minded meaning is very hard for you to make a decision. Hmm. For those people, especially Pisces guy or people lah, <laughs> it's very fickle-minded. When you are fickle-minded, it's very hard for you to to stick on the vision and mission that you have want to. As I told you, when you do business, it's all about principle. Hmm. For instance, I should meet you like for uh, two weeks ago. For instance, ah, but because it's a principle, you you have that kind of drive. You. I need to meet this guy, something like that. So you yeah. have that aim. So similar like business also. Mm. When you have that aim, and you need to stick to it, and when you keep on changing your vision, your staff having trouble to follow you. Mm. Your your coworker, your business partners will have trouble, and that is where business start to collapse. Mm. And I've seen it with my own eyes many many times. Mm. So these are the. 
the things that yeah sometimes we we can foresee this person cannot do business but I never say no to something. Uh, one thing about me, I'm very optimistic. Right. <laughs> I always say that boleh je, boleh je. We are Malaysia, boleh. So what I will advise him, find a business partner that can help you to guide you through to make you stay in this business longer. Hmm. If you do this alone, I don't think you can make it. Right. And I say this right to their face because sometimes the cold hard truth need to be said to their face. Hmm. I, I tak reti nak, you know, the running around the bush or t- uh, sugar coating or something like that no mm. if i say, if i know something and my instinct is very strong i i i notice that my instinct is very strong i already stated to their face saying that you need to have a business partner mm. so and then if this person trust me with my words what he did is he will come and ask to interview some of the people that he might think that w- would be good for him to, to run the program mm. uh, to partner with mm. to run the business together so that is why i help him to assess so so i always say that it's okay even though you are not you don't have the the what you call it the uh, what you call intrinsic value or mm. uh, what you call it you don't have the core value as a business owner or business entrepreneur you can partner with someone that have that so i believe in partnership and collaboration since i was young mm. so and then uh, because human we are not perfect we always we always need if we are perfect we can do things all by ourselves right mm. but in life no one is perfect on their own no man is an island mm. so i see keep on saying that the the value that you have maybe you are good at talking maybe you are good at negotiating but you are not good at handling your business so this is where you need to find a partner business partner that can do the things that you uh, that that can that can complement the the mm. the the business model that required in order for you to make this business a success. Mm. So it's okay to partner because I always believe that rezeki masing-masing everything is mm. is terletak already. So you just need to know the way how to do it. So you need to put aside your ego lah kan as a business owner. Look, you mm. cannot you don't don't think that you can do everything lah. Yeah, I usually right. if mm. the, uh, those business owner who have a very strong ego I said that you come back to me in three years time, and then I want to assess and see how good you are doing business. Mm. I just say like that because okay, I, I, um, some people when they do business, they die die want that, die die. <laughs> so they really like want that uh, client. I will try my best to uh, uh, entertain this client to try to get his trust to get this business. Me on the other hand, for me, if you have this client who have tr- uh, a lot of uh, problem problematic client. It's better for you not to take them. Hmm. So I am very selective in doing business because I only help those people who are really keen, but they don't know the way. Hmm. So my job is actually just to show them the way. Hmm. So for those people who are, who are not that keen, but they want to do business, they are not that keen. They only look at the uh, money and figures, and they yeah. Hmm. So I say that that is not the right way because in doing business there is no no such thing as once you do business, pump it throws throws the millionaire. Hmm. No. It is a probability game. The more you fail, actually, the more you are su- you are su- you are succeeding. Mm. I always believe that the more you fail, the more you are succeeding. Meaning, if you keep on failing in something, it's actually you need to learn from what you have done, mm. and yeah, that is how you move forward. Mm. So don't afraid of fail. Um, last time, <laughs> okay. Do you have any question before I no? okay okay? I I I had this interview with Miss Farisha. Mm. Mm, she she interviewed me about woman empowerment. Mm. So I did. And she asked me, "What are your advices to those people who wanted to be a woman entrepreneur?" So I did give her some of the things that uh, do, and then somehow I managed to get a message from LinkedIn itself, and say that Mariam, I'm really inspired by your your thoughts and your advice. I wanted to quit my job as a corporate, yeah, and I want to start my own business. Hmm. I said that. Hold on a second. Please give me a call. Hmm. Hold on to your thoughts and please give me a call. So that is where I talked to them. I talked to that uh, the lady, that person, and I said, doing business is not as easy as what you think, because I gone through many hardship mm. in order for me to be where I am today. Until now, I still don't consider myself successful because my aim is to be Tan Sri Rafidazis. Mm. So until I didn't get that title yeah. <laughs> or that aim that I want for me, I still consider I'm still in my learning curve. And then I said to her, um, don't quit your job because. For uh, it's it's not that easy as what you think. You need to learn first how to do business, 
and then when you manage to have like this uh, j- uh this business that can that can sustain your basic needs and expenses then you let go of your your corporate life mm. then you go on to your business uh, then you go headstrong with your business but because i see a lot of people in life this is human knowledge huh, in life one of the things that demotivate people is actually when they have financial crisis mm. so i met a lot of business owner that decided to okay it's high time for me to quit my job as a corporate people corporate life and start a business and like but back in their back later that they know they have bnw created they need to service they have this car loan or housing mm. loan they need to service and minimum expenses that they need at least for them to survive is 10000 for mm. instance you cannot do business with that kind of uh that kind of what call it baggage lah baggage mm. so from day one straight away that, that is why i said mm. when you want to do business the mindset is much important i said that if you want to do business one of the thing is i want you to let go of all the things that you have because when you doing business with uh, a very big macam uh, a very big uh, responsibility back in your head because business itself is something very a lot of things you need to think right you mm. need to think about client how to get customer how to retain your staff ha staff pun satu hal staff and everything your your at the back of the, your head at the end of the month you need to meet and meet mm. how are you going to do that so if you can if you really want to do business let go of all the things that you have make it very minimal just a basic minimum for you to survive and make sure if you are a husband make sure your wife don't quit your job mm. don't do sama-sama i nak mm. buat business sama-sama no make sure your wife is still working or if you are the wife make sure your father your your yeah, husband, husband is still working either yeah. one of them at least give a time time gap at least one or two years try first mm. i always say to people if you want to start do business try first because not many people think that doing business is their cup of tea sometimes mm. it's, it's it's not mm. their thing sometimes people yeah. see the, the the glamorous side lah yes but they don't see the uh, they don't see the, 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 <laughs> the hardship below the hardship mm. yeah so um and until now i still believe in lower down my expenses so that we can invest more on the business mm. so i always say that whatever business that i have whatever revenue that i have i make sure 70% go back to my business mm. reinvest back mm. in my business and only use 30% mm. So uh, if you can do that if you change your mindset saying that oh 70% is actually for my money for my for me to pay my my BMW car or something the 30% then we invest back in the business it will never work mm. because these are the the some of the small small thing that as I told you I've been consult few business and I see with my own eyes that it doesn't work mm. so you need to put more effort in your business when you do business especially your fund mm. so during this covid usually business owner at least they have the assets or uh, fund uh, what you call it emergency fund or the assets fund at least for six months mm. so some of the business owner who already know this this importance they can survive already mm. if the covid running until september to them they are still okay they can still pay their staff yeah if within three months you collapse that shows that you are not doing a very good business management in the first place yeah. mm. so just to close off it's almost an hour already yeah time flies um <laughs> just wanted to get into the the sisters of success so ah, what's that <laughs> that sounds interesting no 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 actually this is something as i told you uh, i i'm very uh, I, i'm very strong believer in women empowerment hmm. that's why most of my most of my uh, what you call it, ngos that i that i uh, that i participate and uh is mostly based on women empowerment mm. uh, leadership women in leadership something like that so i have this mm. sister mm. of success because i s- okay i'm not married yet and and i i've been going around with a lot of girls and everything somehow already they they are even though they are not married but they hold a very high position in a lot of grc mm. or even government mm. uh, as government services so Uh, some of them uh, they I, i see it as something that <laughs> okay i come up with sister of success is because we want to uh, to to uh, support each other women uh, to to be successful mm. and uh, and sister of success have divided into two one is sister of success in the activities we can do a lot of this like marathon like, i supposed to organize kebaya walkathon 
oh, cool. for for sister in such uh. so something like that. So we just wear our glamorous kebaya and just we'll just walk around the town, <laughs> something like uh, that. So that okay. is the event I want. Hmm. And then another side is doing business hmm. because when I first started doing business for me, when you already set a goal, when you already set a vision about your business, essentially that goal and vision is only for yourself. Hmm. You cannot expect other people to keep on supporting you. So, for instance, you have like this cosmetic product. So, you cannot be expecting all your girlfriends or your friends or your family members to keep on buying your product, mm. right? Because they also have their own things. Because mm. this, and you, you keep on saying, uh, support lah I, support lah I. Yeah. But who are they to support you? Mm. Even though they are your friend. But until long, how long how they long can be, yeah. support you? So, the the vision and mission that you set, essentially your ambition is already for yourself. So to be honest, doing business for me is a lonely journey. Mm. Because if anything happen to you, it's actually is all on you. Yeah. The decision that you make is all on you, and you cannot pinpoint this to others. Oh, pasal you lah, my business jatuh. Oh, because of this, you didn't support me. You see now, I'm not. Uh, I, uh, my business is not there anymore. Mm. Something like that. No, it's actually is your own journey. So when I know that becoming entrepreneur is a lonely journey. And some people cannot catch up with you because you keep on doing a lot of business, right? <laughs> mm. So I I come up with the sisters of success. It's mm. actually it's a it's a group to support each other. Mm. So on the I said one is the activities, mm. event to connect all these gathering women yeah. yang tak kawin lagi, and then we can go social yamcha la. social. Uh. Another one is more on the business whereby I intended to have uh, uh, what the session for business like uh, how to digitalize your business, how to create your own business model canvas, DMC. Mm. How to do this something is actually to support all these women. Ah, okay. Yeah, and so so because uh, as I told you, I gone through myself and I know how lonely the journey is. Mm. If you don't have a good support, if you don't have a good support, at least you have a, a you you are able to attain or required all these skills and knowledge mm. for you to be succeed, mm. for you to have a success in your business. So that is what my vision of sister of success. And uh, yeah, and the and the best part is the event, what the social thing is very easy. <laughs> right. But the doing the business is something that I need to get the the organisation uh, HRDF pool because at least some people mm. they can claim. And then I need uh, and then I already started to uh, to be part of uh business BSA business startup center mm. as a trainer in marketing uh, in digitalize your 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 business. So I will couple all this knowledge and then I will put it in the sister of success. So mm. this is how I integrated because as I as I told you, I believe in partnership and collaboration. Mm. So we can cross cross sell each other's business or mm. also services. So these are the the the, the aim that I'm heading to. So mm. yeah, for the system so of success. So you're looking for it to be another business as well, lah. Or is it a network? Or more it like a network? It is a it is a and also even the money that because for me, my my aim is actually is to help those B forty people hmm. women uh, and then i see with my own eyes how because it you just see your neighbor hmm. some of them are uh, what you call housewife they not, don't do anything and they started all this small small business how are we supposed to help them with their business hmm. so at least as i told you once you already s- said to yourself you want to do business make sure you see yourself as a pro as a professional yeah. So these are the small small things. The small thing, at least you know how to do it. Like for instance, you sell makeup, right? But uh, sorry, for instance, you sell makanan, eh? you sell food from home based food. So suddenly, a big company, uh, Maybank, wanted to order fifty, uh, fifty of mm. your uh, your fifty pack, pack yeah. for your staff during the launching or something, because they know that your food is nice. You are just a small home based business. But mm. in order mm. for you to make professional, look yourself, look professional. Your invoice you pakai tangan ke buku cheque nyari sit tu ke? Uh. That's not right because mm. I'm coming. Mm. I work in the corporate world, so I know we prefer something like invoice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I teach them how to use these apps that you can digitalize your accounting. Mm. So you can have your own apps, and as long you have a laptop, you all go. You just send the email to them with a proper one yeah. together with the invoice. Yeah. So mm. these are the small small thing mm. people doesn't see. But actually, you can also do it at home. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so yeah, so this is my my idea lah. I want to do this, cool. <laughs> but but as I told you, I cannot do everything alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very yeah tiring lah. I cannot be running <laughs> all the way here and there. So, 
and I put that on hold but because at the same time the social part now MCO so we cannot anyway, do that yeah. and now I'm 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 positioning myself as a trainer and mentor mm. in some of other uh, what you call it trainer industry uh, business training uh, my friends business training so that I can bring back all those knowledge and skill for me to have my own system of success under the business part mm. so these are the the ongoing future I just I, I'm the type that I just put there it's already there actually I already started but uh, so that I can every day when I see it I know that this is the one of the things that I need to achieve mm. in the long term mm. so it may be have something that have got to do with yeah, we, we can partnership <laughs> wow, <laughs> keep going keep going which is good you know you always have your entrepreneur entrepreneur head on lah. yeah huh? always mm. okay cool yeah. So thank you very much for coming in. So, uh, any any question, Chie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, so I think next time, you know, come back again in a few months' time and mm. then update me on, you know, so how Sister of Success <laughs> and, you know, how Meraki has evolved uh, from here. Yes, inshallah. Um, uh, in the long term, uh, actually, I'm also uh, do a lot of in social impact investment. Hmm. So I'm now collaborating and partnership with people around the globe <laughs> um, to actually one of my uh, collaboration and partnership. As I told you, I'm a strong believer in that. So we are organizing like this uh, 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 an organization that what we do is we vet through projects which are social impact to the society mm. that give have a social impact value. And then we see how much amount that they need, for instance, for them to run this project, run this program or something, for instance, two million. So what I did is, uh, so what we, our team did is, uh, we will go back and do raise fundraising. Mm. But our specific goal is only for those impact social uh, projects mm. that give value to the society. So then we will either buy up some of their share or something like that because they are doing some investment in their company and also their projects. So uh, uh, th- this is our th- this is something that is already started mm. to kick in. What's it called? Um, is actually, it's actually RS Impact Venture. Okay. R stands for RAS and S stands for City. So actually, mm. it's a partnership between me and him. Mm. So Impact Venture Asia. Uh, sorry, RS Impact Asia. So mm. it's a, a way our aim is actually goal is to uh, to start up in Asia place first, and then we s- try and to grow up from there. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe that's yes, something. Yeah. So that's why you can see me very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think in next time, yeah, I hope that by then uh, RS Impact Venture, uh, I already started to, uh, to go to a lot uh, to the with the government or something to do something about this. Mm. So we already started. Uh, mm. It's just that uh, some of these project requires like big fund, right? More than million. Mm. So yeah, that will take quite some time. But uh, in terms of RS Impact Asia, we already start going around and start to do partnership and collaboration with not just in Malaysia but in also other countries. Mm. 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 Sounds interesting. Asia, ma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay lah. So anyway, thanks again for coming in. Yeah. So all yeah. the best with the business. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, obviously there's new opportunities that has come up because of it, which mm. is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Judy. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.